Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live, where your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Uh, before we introduce tonight's guest, uh, we would like to tell you a little about our family gone wrong thriller called Mother. Uh, Andrew Niederman, author of the V.C. Andrews novels and The Devil's Advocate, had this to say about Mother. A great combination of strong characters that remind me of my V.C. Andrews characters, wonderful creepy twists, and a plot that will recall Mommy Dearest in an original take that shocks and delights at the same time. This is a full-blown psychological thriller worth the investment. Uh, Very quickly, here is Tamara to tell you more. Yes. In Mother, you'll meet Prissy Martin. She's the diva of Morning Glory Circle the overseer of garage sales and neighborhood Christmas decorations. No one escapes her watchful eye. No one, that is, except her son, who committed suicide, and her daughter, Claire, who hasn't spoken to her in a decade. But now Claire and her husband are expecting, and when they're forced to move back, Chrissy's there to welcome them home with open arms and to reclaim her broken family. Prissy says she's mended her ways, but has she? Claire struggles to separate dim childhood memories of twisted abuse and perverted punishments from Mother's new attitude. But the presence of her dead brother's toy soldiers all over the house, freeze-dried dogs, and her disabled stepfather's eyes following her as as he silently watches from an upstairs window begs the question, who is the real monster in this family? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Mother and all of our books are available in ebook and paperback at Amazon. All right. Uh, very quickly, you are listening to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. Again, we're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarathorne.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thorneandcross.wordpress.com, or if you tweet, our handles are at crossalister and at tamarathorne. You can visit our Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram at, at thorneandcross and at official underscore Alistair Cross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, now to the good stuff, the fun stuff, the exciting stuff. We are really, really excited to uh, introduce tonight's guest for a lot of reasons. Um, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Uh, Samantha Downing is the author of the best-selling My Lovely Wife, uh, nominated for the Edgar, ITW, and McCavity Awards for Best Debut Novel. Amazon Studios and Nicole Kidman's Blossom Films have partnered to produce a feature film based on the novel. Her second book, He Started It, was released on July 21, 2020. Uh, She currently lives in New Orleans, where she is furiously typing away on her next thriller, which we are very excited about. Um, Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show, Samantha. How are you doing? Hello, thank you so much for having me. I was completely enthralled by the description of your book. And so (laughs) I I, I forgot where I was for a second. I was like, oh, I have to talk now. (laughs) I'm Googling. 
Uh, yeah, we, uh, yeah that, sounded, that sounded great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> good, good. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Good. We are, we are equally, we are equally um, uh, interested in your work. I have not, I, I don't think either one of us has read you yet. So this is great. Uh, the good no. news is, is we won't be giving spoilers. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because this is the kind of stuff we really like. So, you, I guess, let's start with let's start at the beginning. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you ended up where you? Well, okay. What got you interested in writing, and how did you end up where you are now? Okay, uh, I started writing actually as as a hobby. I was a huge reader growing up. Um, it was always something I did, and I think I just one day I decided I would see if I could write my own story. And uh, I think I really started writing seriously when I got my first computer. And that's when I became a, a huge hobby. I never really thought about becoming a writer as a profession. It seemed like an impossible task to, to accomplish. And I, I didn't study writing in school. I didn't have a pedigree of being in literary magazines or anything. So I didn't. I just went <laughs> on with my life and, and, and wrote as a hobby. And then I... Um, my lovely wife, the first one published was actually my 12th novel that I wrote. And <clears throat> I had joined wow. a writer's group. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot. I, I, I was writing for like 20 <laughs> years before this happened, right? The 20 year road to an overnight success. And so the, um, I uh, joined a writer's group in here in New Orleans and a friend of mine in the group, she loved my lovely wife and she said this should be published. I'm going to send it to a friend of mine. And she took my book. I never sent it out. She took my book and <laughs> sent it to a nice. friend of hers who went to, I mean, it was, it's a long convoluted story, but short, long story short, it got into the hands of the, a woman who became my agent and she sold the book in two days to my editor, who was wow. still my editor. But, but here we are. It's great. Wow. wow. That's excellent. That's excellent. That's so rare too. It's so you hear so many stories about about writers struggling for years and years, and actually, Tamara, yours is yours is a very similar story too. You, I've got two people here in one place that are like, yeah. like boom, look, I wrote a book. Yeah, <laughs> that's we were crazy. Both very lucky. So, yeah, right time, so, right place. So, what about the? Yeah. So, what about the Sorry, uh, the other ten the other ten books that you have? <laughs> what are you, do you have any plans for those? <laughs> No, they're all terrible. They're all terrible. I, I, I don't. They're not even. They're not even all uh, thrillers. I mean, a lot of them. I jumped around. I mean, when you when you're doing it as a hobby, you can write whatever whatever you want, whenever you want. There's no deadline. So those books are all over the place in terms of genre. And um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go backwards. Uh, it doesn't interest me to go back. What what genres did you jump into though? Um, more my first novel. I'm I'm convinced. Whether any every writer wants to admit it or not, but I'm convinced that almost every writer, the first book that they write is some type of coming of age story, and whether they want to admit it's autobiographical or not, it always uh -huh. is. It's almost as if you're working something out in your head, and then you get that out and you're done. And some people actually get that book published, and some people move on to other books. But certainly, uh -huh. I started with that. Um, I tried literary, I tried horror. Uh, the one I wrote right before My Lovely Wife was about a haunted house. So Ooh, the, my I, I really, 
jumped around a lot. Um, I would say that, but I I grew up reading thrillers. So I think it was a natural place for me to land and start writing. Right. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. The second I hear haunted house. (laughs) Yeah. And and do you think, do you think that all that, you know, the, the, the bouncing around is kind of what really helped you find your voice? Because I think every writer really uh, does a little of everything for a while till they really find their groove, so to speak. Yeah. Right. I, I do believe that. And I think that one way or another, you pay your dues. And so whether you pay yeah. your dues querying 200 agents or you pay your dues in the writing, you, you have to pay your dues and make the writing on point first. And then, right. what, you know, no, nobody really has it easy. There's always a price. There's no. always, there's always oh, yeah. to do. <laughs> right. Usually if it's too and I, easy, you, know you end I, up falling on your... Say that. Oh, yeah, we talk yeah. over each other a lot. And, and Sorry about that. We do. Sorry, <laughs> we but do. it's true. It, it's it's very it's very. I love that you said that because it's true. It it it. I think it only looks easy from the outside. And what Tamara said is usually mm-hmm. if it is too easy, you end up falling on your ass, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. it's like you do have to yeah. pay those dues. You really do. Yeah, you do. You have to learn to work. I think. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, to this day, I, I write every morning to this day, whether I'm in the middle of an, a book or not, and I throw uh-huh. out far more than I keep. And I don't mean within the book. I mean, I start books that just don't take off or that just don't interest me or I can't think of an interesting place to take it and I discard it and I start again. And to me, uh-huh. it's all just practice. It's all just writing so, practice. So do you start a book without knowing where it's going then uh, i mean oh yeah just to see where yes, it's going. Ah, okay i, I don't totally do any camping. plotting or outlining yeah ah. total that scares me yeah, same here. i need to know where yeah. i'm going but yeah but we don't know much more than that no <laughs> yeah just a little bit just a little bit yeah. So you so there so there are two books available. My lovely wife and he started it. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about both of them. Let's start with uh, mm-hmm. my lovely wife. Can you tell us and the listeners a little about what my lovely wife is about? Sure. It's about a couple who has been uh, married about fifteen years. They live in a gated community in Florida. They have two teenage kids, and they get bored. So they decide to become serial killers, and that's that's where we are. <laughs> so it is a it's a um, it's it, it's not a dark or bleak book, and it's not gory. It's not graphically gory. It is uh, part satire, part thriller. I like to make fun of things a lot. I make fun of the whole uh. suburban life kind of thing. And I grew up in the suburbs, right. so eh, I, okay. I, I'm definitely poking fun at modern American life. I definitely have to <laughs> right. read everything you right. write now. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We love making fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And of course, now we need to know, of course, um, how did my lovely wife fall into the hands of Nicole Kidman? What's that about? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that, that is, is one of those crazy things that, you know, you, you only dream about, right? The, uh, my agent mm-hmm. gave it to uh, someone in an agent in LA who sells books as, 
to, to be developed into something. And I got the call one day that Amazon and Nicole wanted to partner and turn it into a feature film. And, wow. you know, I said, oh, all right, why not? <laughs> You're cool. I guess, if you have so, to, if yeah. you really, really so, want to. <laughs> right, right. No, I think, it, I think it was one of those moments where my agent says, if you want to put me on hold and just vomit into the waste can for a minute and then go back to me because you're so tired, that's okay. Nice. That is really right. cool. <laughs> yeah. So um, that the, the news came out right um right before we all went down on, on lockdown. So unfortunately I don't have any further news. I don't know how, you know, how, what Hollywood's up to these days. I assume during the lockdown, everybody thinks got put on hold. So I personally don't have any more news on that other than what was announced. Congratulations. That's great. That's really excellent. Inspiration. All right. Now you're, your ne- it is inspirational. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your next book, He Started It, which is a great title. I love it. He Started It. <laughs> yeah. This came out uh, July 21st, so this is new. So what, what can you tell us about this one? This one is about a group of siblings and two of their spouses who have to go on a road trip across the country in order to get their grandfather's inheritance. And they are actually repeating the same trip when they, they took when they were kids and their grandfather had driven on that trip. And what their goal is to get to the end and scatter his ashes. That is their mission. And then they can split these millions of dollars that he has. And they, they are estranged siblings, so they do not necessarily want to be locked up in a car together. And there are lots of secrets and lots of family secrets and grudges and scores to settle and there's it basically they they are stuck in a car together all day every day for two weeks and it is a pressure cooker oh wow (laughs) for all of them sounds like nine thousand a car (laughs) right nine thousand a car exactly yeah what where did you get the idea for that what made you that i mean that originally came when uh, a friend of mine was telling me about a road trip where a, a bunch of things had gone wrong, you know, like a flat tire and somebody got sick. And <laughs> I just, the more she talked about this calamity filled <laughs> trip, I thought, <laughs> I thought now that's that a road trip has the makings of a thriller. Like I can, I can take that and I can run with that. And I personally oh, yeah. love road trips. I've driven across mm-hmm. the country before. So there's so many options yeah. on a road trip. They can run into strangers. Right. They can have problems. They can there can be all sorts of things. And so I just went wow, with it. Fun. And yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Every right. place they go in the book is real. They go to the weirdest, most out of the way places in the country. I, I researched uh-huh. it, and then here in Louisiana, where I live, we have the Bonnie and Clyde. Massacre Museum, or so I forget what it's called. Even the, <laughs> the, the museum that is the museum that is all about the day they got shot. It's just funny. Wow. And there's some crazy oh. stuff in this country. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I know, right? For real. Yeah. yeah especially where you are. <laughs> yes, definitely. So it was well, a lot now, of fun to research. Of- what what mm-hmm. part of uh, he started it would you say you're most proud of? You know, this is your this is your latest book, and as it goes out into the world and, and into the readers' hands, what are you most proud of? 
I think the relationship between the siblings, I mean, I know when I get around my brother these days, we're 12 years old all over again. And I think that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just the way you are with siblings. Your relationship is cemented during the formative years. And mm-hmm. no matter how old you get, you have, have, you always had those years together, that time in the same house together. So I think the way that these siblings start reverting back to their original roles, they fall into their original roles in the family and just trying to capture what having siblings is like as an adult and also as kids on the first road trip. Oh, nice. Right. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what what was the most difficult part about writing it? Did you hit any snags or, you know? I think the actually the most difficult I think is writing their mother, and I don't want to give anything away, but she is difficult to write a mom that may do some extreme things and also that also loves her kids and does them in the name of her kids. So uh-huh. you can't if if you make a mom too cold blooded nobody would believe it because moms would say, no, I would never do that to my kid. But if, so there's got to be a strike of the balance of she loves (laughs) her kid, but she also is doing some extreme things. So um, I would say that I needed to get the mom character right in order for the whole family to work. Oh, that sounds so intriguing. I love the sound of this. I know. Yeah. Both of them. I want to read them both. Actually, both of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, the minute I heard satire, oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and making fun of the burbs. I mean, what else? I grew up there, too. Yeah, and I don't like to... Serial mom. Go ahead. Yeah, serial mom, right. I, I don't yeah. like to write anything that's um, bleak or depressing. I'm not that mm-hmm. kind of, like, that's not my thing. That's not the kind of stuff no. I want to read, and it's definitely not what I want to write. So um, oh, I am sarcastic, yeah. like. Yeah, uh, I'm sarcastic. At least fifty percent of everything that comes out of my mouth is sarcastic, and it's nah, the same nah. in my writing. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we have. Yes. Yeah, we do. We we all have that in common because you know we write more mm. like what would be considered horror, but we still have to laugh. We we have a lot of fun. <laughs> we, yeah, you know, fun is vital. Yeah, none of this. I guess get, I'll go I, eat worm stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You start getting too yeah. dark and it's like, who wants, you just don't want to be there. That, And, you know, on, on right. that note, what do you, what, what do you like to read? Like, like, what are you reading now? Oh yeah. Um, I, I read predominantly thrillers and um, right now I'm reading, I, I actually have a, a quite a few books that are coming out next year that are advanced copies that I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I just read one called Saving Grace by a woman named Debbie Babbitt. It's her debut novel. And that's like a big Southern Gothic thriller. And that Ooh, was really oh. fascinating. Take, yeah, it, it has a lot of the big Southern Gothic-ness in it. And what, which is, what's that one called really again? Saving Grace. Saving Grace. That sounds great. Saving Grace. And um, yeah. yeah, there's, there's so... I would say predominantly thrillers is what I read. And I, and um, I would say most of the ones I read are written by women. There's so many fantastic female writers writing now, writing thrillers now. I wish there had been that many when I was growing up. I read them. (laughs) uh, Right. Right. The, uh, 
there were only a few when I was a kid. I was mostly reading, you know, John Grisham and Michael yeah. Crichton, and they're all great. There just wasn't a lot of variety. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, and there it wasn't that long ago that, you know, a lot of women were writing under male pseudonyms because that was what was expected. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then there were males writing under female pseudonyms like Marilyn Ross who did all the Dark Shadows novels that I collected. <laughs> that was a man. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Wasn't 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 the uh, Carolyn Keene? Wasn't you know Nancy Drew? Wasn't that a dude? I'm not sure. Well, it was I a whole something it like was that. a whole raft of different people, and I don't know how many were which gender, but that was a that was uh, a company name. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, nice, nice. Well, the more you know. Um, yeah. Well, Samantha, what what are you working on next? Yeah. I, uh, I actually just finished my third book, which will be out in 2021, in a, about a year from now. So, um, but I can't say anything about it other than it's another thriller. <laughs> it is, okay. It is another thriller. Right. It is. It is. It is just as messed up as the first two. I'll say oh, that. Oh, I can't wait. So, All right. Now I'm trying to think of how to write in this pandemic world. So whether writers are going to start putting that in books and addressing it, or just even in passing that it had just acknowledge that we are in the real world. I don't know. Yeah. We're we're staying away from it ourselves. uh, One of our friends that comes on the (laughs) show, who's really a romance writer, but she comes on anyway, she uh, queried her romance writer friends and almost no one talks about the pandemic. They all just thought mm. we're we're writing escapism here. We don't need that. <laughs> but right, right, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I can't yeah, imagine it, it, it would be a real timepiece if you did that. It would be like, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't imagine people if if you've lived through this time, you don't need to read about it because you've already been right. in it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it might be interesting I just, to read about. Yeah. Right. I, I would think for people, you know, 20, 30 years from now, people who didn't live through the lockdowns and stuff could, would, you know, read nonfiction books about it or something. But I'm just wondering about even if in passing it would be in a book, like 9-11 would be in a book. And I, I mean, yeah, I come true. from New Orleans where everybody's world here is before and after Katrina. Like that's oh, the way yeah. we that's the way we talk, and all of our lives changed after Katrina. So even yeah, to this day, point. people say, you know, yeah. before Katrina I did this, after Katrina I did I do this, because everybody had a shift of or after, before yeah. Katrina I live here, after Katrina I live here. So I wonder if things will change that dramatically that people say, well, I used to work here before the pandemic, mm-hmm. but now but since the pandemic, yeah. I work here, like kind of that thing. That's likely, you know, and theaters may not do so well after that. All kinds of things might change. And you can mm-hmm. make comments about, you know, Alistair sent me a shining mask. I love it. You know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would imagine there'll be a lot of companies rethinking the whole office idea since everybody's working from home <laughs> yeah. how much they want to pay for that real estate right exactly wow but we'll see um, we'll see 
Yeah, exactly. Alistair's telling me he's cutting out a little bit. Um, and we're getting toward the end of the show, so he wants me to okay. ask you, where can we learn about you and your books? Where should our yes. the readers go? My uh, website is samanthadowning.com. And on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, my ha- my handle is the same. It's at S. Marie Downing. And Perfect. I am, yeah. And there's a there's an email link on the website if you want to email me and tell me something directly. Oh, that's wonderful. That's very nice yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah um, and I think see. I think I'm back. I think you I'm are. back. You I, are. Sorry, it was okay. Good. It yeah. was cutting out. So I do I do want to say thank you for being on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great meeting you, and I and congratulations on on you know everything and everything. I, and keep doing what you're doing. It's great. We're so happy for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Oh, our pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come back anytime. Let us know when you keep in touch and let us know when you get the next one out. Yeah. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, thank you, Samantha, for being on. And uh, until Mm -hmm. next week, we wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. <laughs>